What's the thing that scares you the most? Confined spaces and uh, blood particles in the air, the dark, that coral thing that's been staring at me since I came in here. Chris, I'm scared to death. Welcome to the Sum of All Fear podcast, the show that examines real-life phobias and the horror movies that prey on them. So pour yourself something strong, Feardos, and let's find out what makes you afraid. You need some, like, Beano or something. I'm sorry, I'm belchy. I don't know what my deal is. I've been bloated and belchy. I probably have cancer. We all have cancer. I'm sure I have something chronically wrong with me. Yeah, you chronically eat shitty. I do. And don't exercise. Sometimes. And Occasionally I do. And drink probably not enough water, considering we're at such a high altitude. Sometimes. I don't. Correct. I don't see how this is relevant. (laughs) No? No. No. Well, well. One day. I'm, but I'm alive. You are. And well. To live another day. Not well, but I'm alive. I think you're fine. I think you're a little bit in your head about it. Because you're getting older and you're approaching 40 and you're having some trouble wrestling. I'm not approaching 40. I'm 38. And your best friend is turning 40. Shut up. You know, all those things are very challenging. You know, you really are bringing me down. All right. Way down. That's where I (laughs) tend to go. You're going to be pushing 40 yourself here soon. Yeah. All right. Make it look. You're going to make it look what? You make it look good? Chaotic. I was like, no, but seriously, what am I going to make it look? Probably chaotic. Yeah, I'm going to be. Uh, all right. All right. Welcome back, Feardos. Hey, Feardos. We are the Sum of All Fear podcast, uh, the show that talks about real life phobias from a mental health perspective and then pairs those fears with horror movies that prey on them. Woo-hoo. That's what we do. Sometimes. Yippity doo. Yippity doo. Uh, I'm Drew, a writer and horror nerd, and uh, this is my titillatingly, titillatingly talented. I like tint. Titillatingly. No, I've never been tinted in my entire life. I've always been so pale. Please call me titillated. Titillatingly talented wife, Chris, a professional mental health therapist. Sometimes. Uh, no, I'm full time. I mean, that's your job, and and that's also it. Never goes away. It's your title. Well, yeah, technically, my job is case manager or. Yeah, case management. But anyways. And we apologize we apologize again as usual for, you know, delaying uh this one a little bit longer than we wanted to. However, uh, I've been on the road. Thank Worth God. It. We both been on the road. We went we took a vacation and then I got home and I've been gone I think twice since then um or something like that. Yeah, we went to the city of smog. We we did. Um but yeah, we haven't recorded an episode uh since we went to Hollywood and Weird. And I've been to San Francisco a couple times working, um, been gone. So it's just been, it's been tough to uh, find any, uh, any time, but we're back now and we wanted to get this out before Halloween, considering the topic of our show is the fear of Halloween. Ooh, it's our favorite um, time of Don't year. call it Sam Hainophobia. Like we have been all week. <laughs> or Samhain, Samhainophobia. Yeah, you guys can all shame us. I'm sorry. Samhainophobia. Uh, no, cause we figured out, we figured out the proper pronunciation prior to recording the episode. Did we figure it out? Figured it out. Figured it out. Figured it out. Um, yeah. So, uh, but we haven't forgot about you. No, Feardos. we never forget about you. We, were we love you guys. We've, we've been, everywhere. we've, we've had a large stretch of good growth in the podcast over the last few weeks too. Even though we haven't been, haven't had a new episode, we've really been kicking some butt. So thank you for listening. Um, I've seen quite a few new listeners pop up and people have been, 
commenting on social media. And, oh, it's so much fun. Um, that is really cool. It's really fun to see uh, the growth. And I think now that we're getting into like the 20s and 30s of episodes, um, you know, that steady growth is cool because people can binge, you know, can kind of binge listen. And um, yeah, our podcast is really starting to mature and, you know, it's going to settle down and have 2.5 kids and a dog and, and a white picket fence, white picket fence, according mm-hmm. to like, you know, that's the standard. Yeah. We'll quote be good. unquote standard. We're getting good. I don't know who's standards. That's lame. Who wants half a kid? What uh, half do you get? The loud half or the smelly half? Mm, or you split it right down the middle? Maybe down the middle. I don't know. That's what they did in Trick or Treat. So No, they did that in Trick or Treat? Trick or Treat? Did they do that? Didn't they split a kid down the middle? Didn't. Oh, uh, no. The, the, cut the head off. He cut the, you just decapitated Sorry. Him. I was thinking the other one. In was, Terrifier, yeah. they cut the girl down the middle. That's, yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, and you guys know it's October. Uh, the best month of the year. Mm-hmm. Damn it. We all love it. It's the Halloween season. And if you live in Nevada, it's also the best month of the year and the best day of the year because it's Nevada Day on Halloween. That's right. On so Halloween. Nevada goes we have an extra holiday. Fucking crazy. It doesn't go that crazy. It goes crazy. It has Not a really. Four hour long parade. Uh, in Carson City, but who hangs out there? Thousands of people. Eh. They have a beard off. Yeah, Halloween. Don't don't get in the way of my Halloween with your Nevada day, all right? Ooh, ooh. All right? don't you fight me. Do you hear me? Halloween's Nevada, bitch. We're decorating, we're doing costume plans. We've got we've been going to haunted houses and there's festivals. Uh we've been Halloweening Halloweening it up. You sound Is that like a word? an engine that's trying Halloween. Um did you have fun in LA? I had so much fun in So we LA. took off. We, we had an impromptu vacation that we talked about last time that we, we just took off and we're like, fuck it. We're going to, we're going to Hollywood, baby. Yeah. Let's go to Hollywood, baby. <laughs> we're off to Hollywood, baby. And we definitely did that. Um, and it was great, actually. We had a lot of fun um, kind of wandering the weirdness of Hollywood and Burbank and kind of the valley area yeah um, but it was we, we kept it horror themed pretty much the whole time pretty much we, we did we did a lot of of cool horror Mystic stuff. museum we went and saw all the evil dead very stuff. first yeah very first day we went and saw uh, the evil dead exhibit at the mystic museum at uh, uh which which is right there in burbank uh, right close to our hotel necronomicon yeah they had all these like original props and they had some it really was cool sam, ha- sam raimi's uh private collection uh no it wasn't sam raimi's private it wasn't? collection no no, it was actually uh, a, a couple of different people that had worked on the set oh, who okay. had gotten gotten things o- over the years. I think they were set designers and things like that. Um, I'll have to look at the story again, but it was it was not. I don't think I don't know. They may have gotten some things from Sam Raimi as well, but I, I think like a I lot saw of a little it, placard that said something about that. Might have, yeah. But there was a lot of it was like from people who had worked, who had gathered some things, and some stuff was in storage, and somebody had helped them move some stuff. And we're like, holy shit, you have tons of stuff from the, oh, the original. Yeah, I totally do. And so that's kind of how it, it went down and they ended up going, Hey, cool. This would be a rad, um, you know, rad chance to really cool show exhibit. off all this cool shit. Support the mystic museum. It was really They're cool. awesome. They've got some great merch and just really cool oddities in their little shop. Yeah, it was super, super fun. Um, and then that night we went and did that like right after we got into town. And mm-hmm. then that night we went to scream fest, which was a blast. Yeah. Which was super cool. It was a horror movie festival. Um, we just caught the second day. So we caught two movies that night, two premieres. Um, and it was total red carpet you know, kind of deal. It was fun. Well, it you know, was we walked like a in. reddish gray carpet. It was a little well, gnarly. It's a, it's a concept. It was, it's <laughs> a concept, not a, uh, it was at, it was at the uh, formerly Grom's Chinese theater. I don't no, know. No, Grom's is next door. Oh, 
Um, but it's part of that. Part com- of it's part that of that complex. complex. It's like that big IMAX. It's the TCL Chinese theater. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Um, but it's part of that complex. Groms is still next door or the, where, where people put their handprints and all that shit. Yeah. Um, Just a massive facility. Like, yeah, it was cool. Insane. And uh, we saw the first movie we saw was uh, just came out last week, I believe, on VOD. So you can actually rent it uh, now. And it was a uh, trick. Uh, by uh, directed by Patrick Lesueur. Unexpectedly fun. Really fun. Really, really fun. Um, he did Patrick Lesueur is the director who did My Bloody Valentine, the remake of My Bloody Valentine, and uh, Dracula 2000. But he really like honed his craft from Wes Craven. Um, and you can see a lot so of Wes Craven a lot of that yeah. in, inspiration kind of uh, mixed in. He worked on Scream and he worked on a lot of other things uh, as well. Uh, but it starred Omar Epps, who was there. From House. From House. Um, and also from Scream. And from Scream. Too. Yeah. And from a couple of other things. Uh, horror things. Uh, Jamie Kennedy, also from Scream. Omar Epps is oddly short, by the way. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of actors in general, isn't it? No. Oh, Jamie is. Kennedy was pretty tall, but I expected him to be kind of taller. Sure. Somewhat taller. I went to the I went to the restroom and shared a hand washing with Omar Epps' daughter. She was very sweet. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of those starstruck moments. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jamie Kennedy was there, um, and Tom motherfucking Atkins was there, which was is, that his whole name. That's his whole name. Yeah. That's, that's, that's his given name. Tom motherfucking Atkins is a badass. He had such a good part in dude movie. and it women so and, fun. and the women just, you can just see women melt around that guy too. Like that guy just has a, an air about him. Yeah. Like he has like a Hefner air except less. Creepy. It was great. And his, and his character in this movie was so awesome. He it had so perfect. many, he, they built in so many great Tom Atkins one, one liners. Like if there is no, like no other reason to see this movie, it's just to see like Tom Atkins be Tom Atkins. Um, that was brilliant. So really good, like slasher kind of a, a like, a slasher almost like making fun of slash, not making fun of, but like homaging slashers and not being too serious it's really with itself. Hard to explain. It was really, really fun. It was not at all what I expected. I expected some, you know, like silly trope about trick or treat or whatever. And it's, I kind of thought it was, all. I kind of thought it would be a little bit more like, uh, kind of dramatic as opposed to kind of tongue in cheek. And it was very tongue in cheek, but it was really, really good. I it thought was it was tongue fun. tongue in cheek in great ways yeah. where you're like, yes. The dialogue was like yourself. terrible, but you could tell it was terrible on purpose. Yes, like, intentionally terrible. Um, So that was really fun. But and the then we saw, and then right movie. after that, we Ooh. saw The Wretched, which was uh, from the Pierce brothers who are, uh, this is their first feature. Mark my uh, words, y'all. I These think they're going to be big. These guys are going to be huge in horror. Huge. I think so too. Massive in horror. Uh, the way they did this was great. And attending Scream Fest, we got to kind of sit afterwards with the uh, cast and the directors or the producers and kind of ask questions. Um, and for this particular movie, tons of the cast and crew yeah. were at the yeah, showing. The, the, basically, so like the showing was like, was like the whole theater was filled with people every, who were you could you know, family and cast and crew. And how proud everybody was of this. And so sure. many of the actors expressed how it was their first like real film that they had ever done and how happy they like it was so moving i could see this getting a big release in the summer because it was kind mm-hmm. of a summer movie like centered around a, a lake you know kind of cabiny area touristy area in the summertime um i could see it getting a summer release even in the big screen possibly um but if not, I could definitely see it on, you know, coming out on Netflix, on a Netflix or a, or shutter. A, a shutter or something Somebody's like that. Gonna pick it it's up. really, it was really well done. I was really impressed. And, and the cast was mostly unknown actors or actors who just or had kind of bit time or first actors. time actors or people the who had bit parts. It was great. Yeah. 
He was so charismatic really enjoyed and it. adorable. Um, yeah, this is going to be a long intro, huh? Because yeah. we have a lot to talk about. We have so much. We did so the things. We did a lot of the things. Yeah. And then, so then after that, we went and saw Scream, did the Scream Fest thing, which was really fun. Then we had our Universal Horror, uh, Nights. Horror Nights the next night, uh, which was so much fun. And I tell you what, if you ever think about going to Halloween Horror Nights, get the fucking Fast Pass. <laughs> and you're Andrew over 25. Oh, boy. <laughs> Get the fast, fast pass. pass. We, we got it. Get we we had the fast get pass. Get the early entrance. Do not bring even any gum in because they made me throw out my gum that had, it was like caffeine gum. Yeah. I think and they, they made, thought it was like weed candy or yeah, something. And I was like, no bitch, I'm old. I'm trying to stay awake just through caffeine. all of these. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. The fast pass was way, way, way worth it. Like there were, the lines were crazy by the end of the night. There Same was thing. like, Two hour waits. Two hour waits for some of the, and the mazes. On and we walked to on to everything. Stranger Things right away. That yep. was a bad one. We did one. Stranger Things, Ghostbuster. I mean, we went we went through every single one of them before 1130. Yeah. Um, and there's 10 different mazes. We got in at what? Six? Mm, it was a little earlier than that. 545? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got through them all and we had dinner and we sat around and watched and people watched and people chase other people with chainsaws. And yeah. The, the actors, you know, them. chase people and we, you know, we got a full experience by 1130. We retired and we were like, that's all right. Let's oh, go. My feet hurt so bad. And we were, we were thinking about going on some things twice, but, but you can only use your fast pass once. So then you have to wait in line. So then you have to wait in the normal line. And, and by the time we left, I mean, there was like, oh, like us, which was the most incredible the, like the us maze the was movie. like jordan peele's us they did a whole uh, they they basically recreated the movie yeah, they inside had the of the maze in there. Uh, and the actors looked just like them too it yeah. was fucking crazy well the thing is is they have over 30 actors on rotation every 30 minutes that look similar it's crazy and all like different actors in different rooms that look so similar that you think it that person ran from there to here but that's not that person that ran from there. So I was reading articles after because I was so fascinated with how they pull how they pull it this off. Thing off because the, these actors are doing the same motion, you know, over and over and over again, for jumping out, you know, for however. Time, and you're like, thinking if they're doing this all day, this would be impossible, you know. So they they rotate stilts, them every thirty minutes. And um, yeah, I just I did a lot of research on how super they, super fun though. they do that, and it was it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. I would totally do it again. Uh, it was fun. Um, and then what else? Then this week, um, I was in San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, and I got to do Terror Vault, a pretty badass haunted house um, with a lot more nudity than I expected, which, which was which was interesting. Yeah, I mean it is San Francisco, unexpected so what do you expect? Nudity, uh, it should be unexpected welcomed nudity. Oh, it's always nudity is always welcomed, and you know always always unexpected nudity is always welcome. Uh, I shouldn't say that. That sounds. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like, uh, you know, there's certain people up on the street that I don't think I'd want to see unexpected nudity, but you know, but it's the right, it was okay. They it was all good. Whatever they want. Um, but yeah, it was at the vault. It was at the mint, the old San Francisco mint where they used to keep all the gold and print the money and all that shit, um, which is a really amazingly cool building. Um, and they have this thing there every year called the terror vault, which is supposedly one of the top haunted houses in, in the country. Um, it's 45 minutes long. It's a, a total like, you know, uh, interactive experience. Um, but yeah, we walked into one room and there was just this butt naked dude running around, like getting in our face, you know, telling us that we had to go get in the closet. And then, and then his dominatrixy girl came in brain. and we're just, he's totally swinging brain and spread Eagle on the bed, which was right in front of our faces. Wait, I'm um, sorry. In horror movies, we have to specify he was swinging his dick, not his actual brain, his balls. Yeah. Like actual the ball, the brain is the ball. So we say swinging balls. brain. You're talking about your balls, right? 
But in horror movies, we have to specify when we say swinging. He wasn't brains. swinging other brains. No. 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 Uh, but they, yeah, another, and then a, a chick came in who was totally naked, and they both like had this whole spiel on the bed, and we're we're. Do you think they they did the uh, morning shift at the armory? Uh, yeah, and then like probably. came over for the night shift <laughs> over at kink.com. Yes. <laughs> could be their kink.com execs, man. So yeah, so that was interesting, but it was actually a really cool haunted house. And at the end, it ends with you like in, in all the like, uh, did they paint on your face? Yeah, they do all kinds of stuff to you. Um, it's not like crazy, like extreme haunt like kind of thing. Manor. No, but it's, it's, it's pretty interactive. Like there's a lot of, of fun kind of interaction with the actors and stuff. Um, but yeah, it ended with like this cool like scavenger hunt in the vaults. So like there's all this huge area where these vaults were um, and you have to go into all the rooms and, and try it, to find things. You separate and yourself, which is like rule number everybody gets one. Se- everybody has to separate and find their own thing to rule get out. Rule number one and, of horror movies is you do not separate. Yeah. So it was super fun. Really enjoyed it. Definitely recommend it. Um, yeah. So anything else on your end that you need to recap on? What else? Anything else going well, just on? Upcoming, just Halloween stuff. We got parties this weekend. Yeah. We got a big, huge Halloween party for our best buddy, Billy. He's turning the big four O and yeah, this guy is, is going all out. Going, he missed his calling as uh, a special effects or, or set designer. Like, yeah. He is. He's spending, he's spending probably like he's estimating he's going to spend about five grand. Fuck me. That's on more this. than our wedding. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like, come on. <laughs> Oh wow! So, so much, but he it's has, crazy. has like a pig. Yeah, he's roasting like a pig. Goat he's doing heads on sticks, and I'm sure we'll post some pictures. But he's going all out, and so that's um, this weekend. That's so tomorrow we'll be, night. Yeah. We'll be recapping that, and then in the meantime, I am playing in a roller derby tournament. So I'll be going from playing like two derby bouts on Saturday to partying. And then back to playing two more bouts on Sunday and then kind of helping my team wrap up our tournament. So busy weekend. And then I took Monday. Oh, off. and the Joe Bob marathons tonight too. Joe Bob! Yeah, the Joe Bob marathons Joe Bob tonight as well. So show. I'm going to be over at my, we helping my friend decorate for his party while watching Joe Bob. I think it's going to be legendary. It's going to be legendary. Joe Bob's last driving show. All right. Let's get into That's the shit. recap. Um, Stop burping. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop burping. Stop burping. We're a fucking hot mess. You're a hot mess. You're a hot mess. Thank you. Uh, so as always, guys, please check out our Facebook uh, at Some of All Fear Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Some of All Fear Pod. Uh, and if the spirit does move Ooh. you, we also have Patreon. Um, thank you, Feardos, Cody, and Toby for supporting us on there. Uh, we received a wonderful new review, uh, on Apple iTunes, uh, from M Kelly D. I want you to know M Kelly. This made me cry. Oh, I teared up. Were your hormones just super thrown off or? No, it's very sweet. (laughs) I really appreciate it. We do appreciate you. M Kelly D, which I believe is Megan, by the way. Um, she posted on her Instagram, uh, as well, or posted a really nice, post up on Instagram up in her stories. Um, I believe her name is Megan and she sent us a sweet note on Instagram as well. Uh, but she wrote on our iTunes. She said, fearfully fascinating. I am thrilled. I stumbled upon a podcast that combines two of my favorite pastimes, reading the DSM and watching all things horror. My kind of people, the parallels of the Hollywood horror and our own fears lends to a gripping and bingeable. Listen the humorous banter is the cherry on top. Oh, that was a really cool review. So we thank you so much, uh, Megan, for that wonderful review. 
let us know if you want us to send you some oh, stickers. Yeah. I'll, I'll message you this week and uh, and I'll if you would like stickers, I will send and some stickers else, out to you. Uh, please let us know if you would like some merch. Message us. Uh, the 11% of you that are outside of the U.S., we will send you some too. Yeah, we have 11% listeners international I'm now. I'm so excited. That's grown. That's wonderful. Pretty cool. Uh, So Feardos, be like Megan, please go to your podcast apps and give us a rating and review and we will give you a shout out as well. And if anyone wants, uh, like she said, some stickers, just shoot us a message with your address and we will send you some. Um, Are you ready to get back into our trivial pursuity new um, What the Fear segment? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, That we're trying out. Let's do it. How long have we gone? We've got almost 20 minutes on our intro. We've eaten up all of our What the Fear time, but let's do it anyway. Uh, it's time for the world's greatest horror-based trivia game. What the fear? You say it now. What the fear? There you go. Okay, you have to say it like that. All right, now that we have uh, recapped our <laughs> entire lives <laughs> over, the last, over the last uh, few weeks, uh, we said nothing about our children. We said nothing about anything important. It was just horror movie stuff. Well, um, that's what the podcast is. Well, I guess that's kind of what so it's So we're a about. little focused. Uh, but it is time to play What the Fear. Your favorite fear-based trivia game. Trivia game. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Trivia Pursuit. This is the Trivia Pursuit version of What the Fear. Yeah. Um. Since we were getting, we were just getting bored of our old format. We'll so. just switch it up. We're spicing it up. Oh, you got to keep it spicy, baby. Yeah, got to keep it spicy. And I, I think I got like two out of three last time. I think it was like with one, one pass, five. one point yeah. five out of three. And you get one pass, right? One pass. Okay. One pass. Okay. So what we're gonna three do is rolls. we're gonna play basically straight up horror movie trivia. Um, I forgot to get the categories again, so I'm bummed because now I don't know what the categories are. Did you find a card? No. There's got to be a card in there somewhere, like a just like a, a a generic card that's like supposed to be in the. No, I can't look for it now. But anyways, go on. Suck. I don't like it. Why don't you look it up on the Google? Well, I guess I could. Sometimes that makes ah, the. Here it is. Oh, there is one. Woohoo! Found All it. right. Cruising now. Okay, I will roll the die. Yeah, you will. And uh, we will pick a category. Today's Jinx. first category is psychological. Ooh, psychological. That seems to that's appropriate. We do that stuff here. Um all right. All right, host. Your question is at the end of 2016's Don't Breathe, is the villainous blind man dead? Uh the answer to that question is no. He goes to the hospital at the end, and we see that he's alive. Good job. Very well done. I just watched that a few weeks ago. You had half a chance at getting that right. Very well done. <laughs> I actually knew it, though. <laughs> you did. I like how you showed your work at the end. Yeah, too. it was one of those where, like, the guy's got to be dead, and then he shows and up. like, end. aha, there he is. He's back. Well, good job. Second yep, roll. Yep, yep. Um, one for one. One for one. Roll number two. Don't breathe is a cool movie, by the way. I do recommend it. Uh, it's very I interesting. Seen it. It's kind of interesting because it's like the, these guys are like sneaking into this guy's house because they know he's wealthy, but he's also deaf, and so they assume that they can just attack him. Wait a minute. He's not deaf. He's blind. Sorry, blind. So they figure if they're quiet enough and they sneak around enough, they can 
they can kind of, but no, because he's and, and beat him down if they need to, cause he's blind, but that's he turns we, out to be this like crazy badass that like, that's prejudicial. But and then, and then there's a bigger twist at the end that I won't give away. Oh, uh, about what, whether or not this man is a good person or a bad person. Well, or that. maybe it's in between. I don't know. You're going to have to find out. Watch. Don't breathe. Roll that beautiful <laughs> bean footage now. Ew. <laughs> I love that you hate that so much. All right. Oh, psychological again. No, should we roll or should we just go again? No. All right. Psychological it is again. I like new categories. Okay. Um, what is the color of the lanterns lit at the house of the invitation members in 2015's The Invitation? Oh, um, Red. Red is correct. You're Red. really good at the psychological yeah. category. Well, man. Invitation is a badass movie too. That is the one I keep trying to remember. That's you know what the one that is. I keep trying to get you to watch that one. It's the one where where they invite everybody over, and at the end they find out it's like a cult, a, a killing cult, and they go in the back and like everybody's put their lanterns out in the like valley in L.A. Who's part of this cult? And they've killed the people they've invited over. It's uh, fucking crazy. It's awesome. I've told totally, I've told you all about that movie. Yeah, I never would have gone to LA if I'd watched that. It's yeah, it's super good, super super good. I like that movie a lot. Well, that's two on my list now. You know, okay. that's one we need to have. We'll have to cover that one on the podcast somewhere because there's there's something in there that we can definitely fear of the fear of dinner parties. Wealthy? <laughs> fear, fear of dinner of parties. The valley. Mm. Fear of cults. Fear of cults. Yeah, we have. We can definitely do. We could do a two part series Dude, on that one. Fear of cults would be so much fun. Anyways, yeah. Go ahead. Midsummer. Yeah. Do all kinds of stuff. Uh, one more. Yeah, one more. Two for two, baby. You gonna make it three pink? No, not three in the pink. Three in the pink. <laughs> did you say three in the pink? I think it did. Come on, you could take three in the pink. <laughs> you, you dirty bastard. Blue. Blue gore blue. gore slash disturbing is the blue category. Gore slash disturbing. I like it. Okay. Um, the Midnight Meat Train, 2008. Which character becomes the butcher at the end? Leon, Leon Kaufman, Maya Jones, Lynn Hadley, or Randall Cooper? Midnight Meat Train. Which character becomes the butcher, butcher at, at the, the end. end? Leon, Maya, Lynn, or Randall? Um... Leon is the first one. Mm-hmm. Randall is the last one. I don't remember anybody's name in that movie. Um, I can't. I don't know if I remember the end exactly how it ends either. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna take a guess. Uh, let's go with um, Randall. Ooh, Leon. Sorry, it was Leon. Leon was my first. Guy. It was my first Leon. thought too. I was gonna say Leon. Oh well, and it was one great. of the guys. I knew it was one of the guys. Two out of three. Well done. Not bad. Not bad. Feardos, let we us hope you know, enjoyed. Let us know out there if you were able to get three out of three. Um, yeah, I kind of like, I love trivia. I know. And I really love Trivial Pursuit. And nobody ever wants to play with me. Well, we all play with you now. The world plays with the me now. The world plays with me now. It sounds like something evil. The world would, plays would with say. me now. The world will never be able to deny me again. Are you ready to talk some Halloween? Yeah. We're not even going to, we're not going to fuck around uh, anymore. No more fucking around. We're going straight to to some Halloween action. It is Halloween in one week. In fact, I was going to release this episode on Monday. I'm going to go ahead and just release it 
probably tonight as or soon as you can edit tomorrow it. morning as soon as I can edit it uh, just to get it out there because Halloween is less than a week away now. We're recording this on Friday and Halloween is next Thursday. And uh, we are going to talk some sawinophobia, which is the fear, the fear of Halloween, uh, which is a real, again, a real fear, real phobia. Yeah. Um, and has some interesting roots. Super interesting. Some fun stuff. And then we're going to talk uh, horror anthologies. We're going to talk uh, our favorite horror anthologies. Fun for the whole family, y'all. Um, some of our favorite movies and some things that that we, uh, some you had never seen Tales of Halloween, so no. you got to watch that today. So yeah, that I have a lot of opinions on that. And you like Trick or Treat already, so that was cool. Big fan. I'm wearing my Trick or Treat shirt. You are. You have a new sweatshirt. It's very cute with a little with, a little with Sam, a little baby Sam, a little baby and Sam, little sucker. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get right to it and talk about sawin the fear of Halloween. Sawinophobia. Sawinophobia. Not Sam Hainophobia. I don't think we can call Sam from Trick or Treat Sam. We have to call him Sal. Yeah, that's why I'm curious why his name <laughs> is Sam now. But maybe just it's Gaelic. So this this uh, this comes from from uh, Gaelic tradition. So that's why we get the weird ass spelling that is not pronounced how it looks at all. Um, it's uh, it's it's uh, centered around the Celtic festival. Right. That highlights the end of the harvest season, which is October 31st. Right. Right. So that's kind of where the etymology comes from. It comes from this Gaelic word, um, you know, the fear of this, this Celtic festival that we base our Halloween traditions uh, around. Right. Um, and I'll just give a quick definition and then we'll get into all of your wonderful notes. Uh Sawinophobia is defined as a persistent, abnormal, and unwarranted fear of Halloween. Uh, Sam Hainophobia, sorry, not Sam Hainophobia. <laughs> so I'm going to do that so many times. Sawinophobia is a term rooted in ancient pagan traditions, particularly those of the Celtic Druids. Uh, the festival of Samhain was celebrated as early as 2,000 years ago to mark the night before the Celtic New Year. October 31st, the last day of the Celtic year, was seen as a time when the veil between the living and the dead was thin, and ghosts could walk among the living for both good and evil. Uh, the Samhain festival was centered around massive bonfires, ritual sacrifices to the gods, and fortune-telling. Uh, participants genu generally wore costumes made from animal skins. Did I just totally... Kill all of your, uh, no, not your notes at all. with my with my brief recap. No, not at all. We did. We <laughs> definitely read the same article. For that sure. was the intro to to an article, to an article that article. I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's, Me too. That, that sums it all up right there. Um, but that's okay. Way better came, coming out of you. Oh, not um, true. And uh, what I want to mention is like this Celtic druid or you know kind of pagan tradition was more of like the seed, um, and the roots really extended from there in a variety of directions. So we actually see influence from, from modern day perspective, we see influence um, from the Celtics, of course, the Scottish, early Brits, um, as well as uh, the Irish. 
So I will go through kind of how so all the British Isles all and, the Isles and, and all of that stuff over there this. have, 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 have that, that they have that pagan tradition, right. like that very early, um, you know, l- land kind of living. It's I'm trying living to think of the word. Where, yeah. Everything, everything's living around you and there's spirits and there's, you know, there's a lot of these, these kind of early pagan traditions that, that, you know, were formulated in that particular area. Like right. it was very common. And this new year was, um, it was a, both a celebration and it was also a little bit, um, of a scary time because they weren't sure what kind of spirits would appear during this kind of thinly veiled period of time where the dead and the living were allowed to mix together. Basically. Right. You can see your grandma or you can see like, you know, something super terrifying. Joe Bob, the serial killer. Right. Is it Joe Bob, the serial killer. I mean, that's a very British name. I don't I'd know still if you take know a that picture or not. With him. Um, <laughs> But when it comes to the actual phobia, it's really important for us to discuss the roots of this historically and how it came to be now, because that's where the root of the phobia really stems from. Sure, sure. Um, We see more folks uh, who are um, experiencing maybe a crisis of uh, person, uh, not personality, a crisis of identity or a crisis of faith who also tend to reject notions and um, things frequently seen during Halloween. So it's really important for us to first talk about where it came from. So Celtic Druids, 2,000 years ago, throwing these big parties um, in honor of this new year. Um, It's a death life cycle, right? We see that, we see that in so many cultures that there's this, this kind of the, the calendar year is very important. It's a death. There's a, there's a closing of the year and an opening of the year. A lot of it always has to, to be, is rooted in harvest or when, when, you know, when crops are dying and when crops are replanted and all those kinds of things. That movie we saw. Midsummer yeah. had that uh, for sure. There was, there was, that was terrible. Yeah. That, that was, but that was what Midsummer was. festivals and all that kind of stuff that go on in, in, and, and there are things like that across the globe. Like right. you see it in literally every single culture well, and in back, one way or another. And back so far, you know, we already said 2000 years ago. Um, but we see even through like the ninth century where we kind of see the roots of trick or treating beginning um, where it kind of began as something called mumming where you dressed up and you kind of acted a fool uh, in order to receive drinks and food. And it was, it was kind of a silly thing, right? Um, In the middle ages, we have that kind of Christian and pagan ideas mixing in the form of all souls day, Mm -hmm. which was actually November 2nd. Uh, And this holiday was more of an honoring of the dead uh, with a masquerading as the dead. It's almost like a a putting on um, of the dead in honor of the dead. Um, Kind of like uh, the day of the dead a little bit. Sure. Um, They did a bonfire um, and did something that also lends itself to modern day trick-or-treating called souling, um, which is where the poor in a town would actually dress up and visit um, houses of the rich and um, ask for food and sweets in exchange for prayers over their dead, um, dead family members. Interesting. And Almost like indulgences, like in the, yes, like in the like Catholic church. Yeah. And you want to know what the sweets were called that they gave out for those prayers? What? Soul cakes. Oh man. That's I want some soul fucking cakes. Badass. I've had soul cakes. You can get those down in new Orleans. They're delicious. Soul- They're like, that's also the hoe cakes, soul cakes. The same cake. thing. Hoe, hoe cakes. cakes are way different. Nah, soul cakes and hoe cakes are good. 
Um, those are ho-hos. No, hoe cakes are not ho-hos. Do you know what a hoe cake is? No. You don't know what a hoe cake is, no. do you? And you lived in Louisiana for that long. Um, a hoe cake is like a, uh, it's kind of a bland corn, like cornbready kind of cake. Never mind. Um, that's, that's. My mom no, makes my mom makes them. That's like middle southern. That's Tennessee. That is not the south. South. We oh, have you have them in Louisiana too. Trust me. Here. Trust, Trust me. No, there are hoe cakes tea, down there too. Sweet cornbread. <laughs> we have sweet fucking crawfish. If we could. We are not going to fight about this. No, we are. I'll just on prove, there. I'll just prove it to you after we're done. <laughs> All over the south. But anyways, got hoe cakes. So so the soul. They may call them something different though, because they do have different. You exactly. know, sometimes there's different names for them. But but anyway, soul cakes sounds like soul cakes sounds on like All something Day, right? sounds like something that please that, uh, give me some small soul cakes. No, I was thinking I would I would go down and you know get some blues music and eat me some soul cakes. That's mm, what I want. That's what I want. Soul cakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we so we've got this idea of like mumming acting a fool in order to kind of receive a thing. Uh, and then we've got souling. Like, I'm so poor. Please, sir, may I have some soul cakes and I will pray for your dead kind of thing now in the Middle Ages. Um, and then we hop on over to Scotland and we see guising, which is a door-to-door showing of like an actual skill as a trick. You know, like, here's a magic, but for a treat. Or I'm going to tap dance and, for you. <laughs> yeah, for a treat or ale, which, fuck yes. Well, I mean, that is a tradition in a lot of neighborhoods. Like, yes. you kids come and get their treats and you offer them a beer. Like, I kept a cooler by the door uh, You offered the kids last a beer? year? No, the adults. <laughs> That's what it sounded like you just I said. I kept a cooler by the door last year. Well, these are, it started off as adults, but then it did turn into children because, it, it, I mean, in Scotland in that time, there was probably more... Uh, potable beer than there was water, water available. Sure. So, you know, that probably had something to do with it. But well, the, every, yeah, everybody drank, drank we, it to some extent. So we see that lending itself as well. Um, and then we get closer and closer to modern day um, from Celtic mumming and soling to Scottish guising. Uh, and we see the influence of the early uh, 1800s um, Britain that really had started to um, kind of idolize this 1600s uh, hero named Guy Fox. Oh, Guy uh, Fox! And his plot. But Guy Fox was isn't that, to isn't blow that up the on Parliament. November fifth. Yeah, hold on. And his plot. Remember, to blow remember up, the fifth of November. Yeah, and his plot to blow up the Parliament, right? Um, as part of their kind of celebration of Guy Fox Day. Uh, they began to wear masks uh, and walk around Britain asking um, asking a penny for the guy. Is that why you conveniently placed a Guy Fox mask I did. on our mantle right I by did. right over your shoulder? Because Guy Fox Day is one of my favorite days. I, I really well, I yeah, think it's, it's fun. It's a um, good, strong anti-government day. I like it. So then we see after the 1800s, we see early colonists, colonists of all kinds, bringing Guy Fox Day, plus the Irish and Scottish immigrants bringing mumming and soling and guising. Um, and really, it was the Irish immigrants after the potato famine that the potato famine, the potato famine that uh, came over to America and really popularized Halloween um, and um, the mixing of all of those traditions kind of together, the melding of those. Mm. Um, Part of the reason why Guy Fawkes was so important is because 
Guy Fox was a part of a Catholic-led conspiracy mm-hmm. to remove the Protestants from power. Right. Um, and so honoring that kind of uh, mask and uh, reaching out for something uh, it was almost a political statement was as, well a political as, a, statement as well as, as well. just a, a celebration. Exactly. So now we've got, you know, a celebration of a new year and harvest and of the dead and of, um, you know, the poor and praying for the rich. We've got all of these things. Um, and then we get to America and uh, right before World War, all the world wars began. So right before World War One, so early 19, early 20th century. Yeah, so uh, Great Depression was before World War II, right? Before World War, yes. After World War I, before, before okay. World War so II, yes. After World War One, we saw, um, you know, kind of that melding occurring, right? Because all of these different um, nationalities were coming together in America and mixing their face, and it was kind of coming together. Before World War One, we, we saw the biggest right. move in around the turn of the but century. But now we're seeing we, second century is what I'm, or not second century, like second, 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 second generation. Movement. Oh, second generation. You know, we're seeing in, people in the United being States. born, being raised. So they're starting to develop their, their own traditions exactly. within new, like the old traditions and developing new traditions. Right, exactly. Um, and Halloween kind of came to a stop during World War II and uh, during the Great Depression specifically during the Great Depression, because sugar was such a rare commodity. There was nothing for people to hand out, and there really wasn't any excess cloth. or Like, everything was seen as... Excess. As excess. Anything that, you, anything that wasn't right. required or, like, necessary was excess. Right. Yeah. And so what started happening then is we saw less treat, and we saw more trick. We saw more pranks coming about around the Halloween time to kind of take that place. More rebellion, more mischief uh, kind of coming into play. Um, And individual communities really worried about that because some of these things were getting so bad, they were going to outlaw Halloween. Oh, wow. Um, And then a... Right, um, right as at the end of the Great Depression, as we were going into World War II, um, a widespread adaptation of organized community trick or treating began uh, in order to kind of wrangle in the pranks, right? So we're getting out of the Great Depression, we're going into a boom, we're going into a war. Now we have things, um, now we have access to, you know, sugars and all that kind of stuff. And manufacturers begin producing uh, candy on. Well, then it's commercialization. Then it's let's push this thing so we can sell. Right. Sell more shit. So we've gone from sugar rationing to now these individuals who underwent the Great Depression now having this kind of like sugar boom. Well, they have excess. They they, have now, excess. now they, they grew up having nothing exactly. and now they're able to have everything they want. So trick or treating in, in how we 50s. know it now really boomed after World War II. Um, when all of the baby boomers um, were born, were born and grew up under this tradition of candy and pumpkins and uh, witches and mummies that were kind of melded from all of these things over thousands of years, brought by people colonizing in America and then suppressed by the and great then commercialized and then super fucking commercialized <laughs> into a six. Billion dollar a year industry. Damn, I know. I spend more money Billion around dollars. Halloween than probably the rest of the year. I, it almost rivals Christmas normally. It's really we spend a lot of money on Halloween. It's the second largest holiday of the year um, in terms of like spending, right? So we spend a ton 
of money on Halloween. I mean, we spent we spent basically like a fear based vacation. Yeah, because, because it of was Halloween, Halloween time, that's right. and that's what you do. You know, like you that's go and true. do these haunted things. Um, so really, if you had this fear, it would be so because we we love this. We love yeah. Halloween. We're right? we are filiacs. We're filiacs. We're, we're Sawinafiliacs. Um, and I know many of you are as well because you're listening to this podcast and I'm sure a lot of you love horror movies and, and you love Halloween because of, it's just, it's so full of like, it does, it, it's everything that you, that as an adult, you don't get to do exactly. very often dress up, you know, do the, you know, I know there's a, a lot of cause, there's a lot of cosplayers out there that maybe do this all year round and things like that. But we, I don't dress up like this except for around Halloween. And right, I love those it. Occasional nights. It, it's about, well, you know, every now and then I like to dress up. <laughs> I just got some scrubs Ooh. from uh, working in the OR this week. Oh, I was working in the operating room uh, this uh, paging Doctor Love in, in uh, at, the, at UCSF. Love. I know this week, so I was like, "Do I bring the scrubs home, honey?" She's like, "Oh, uh, yes. yeah, yeah." No, you bring the scrubs home. Uh, you do that. I'll slip those on after we're done here. So if you if you were let's say um, you know very faithful to a particular religion um, or belief system that strongly opposed some of the roots of Halloween um, and where it came from and some of the tradition roots and, you know, that kind of thing, it would be possible to actually create kind of a phobic reaction to anything associated with Halloween. So let me speak to that real quick. So growing up, you know, obviously I grew up uh, conservative, Christian, uh, went to Bible school. I had, I have this background, right? So growing up, my parents never had any problem with Halloween. We just, they, they, they celebrated Halloween. I celebrated Halloween. It was never an issue. Um, modern kind of evangelicals somewhere along the line. I don't know if it was during the satanic panic in the eighties, which would be my Ooh, guess, yeah. um, somewhere in that era era. Wasn't that the era that also like, like, checking candy for poison and oh, all, yeah. that. all that stuff. So yeah, it just, the, the whole satanic panic thing really kind of, uh, and, and, and we went from kind of the church didn't really have any issue with anything like this. It was just kind of like, Oh, it's a fun festival. And it was a thing that we do. We dress up and whatever to the, now all of a sudden the churches were like, we need it's to ban Halloween. Satan. You're worshiping Satan and this is demons and this is blah, 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 whatever it might be. Um, and, and to be honest, it's, it's all just so silly. Like it's so silly. There's nothing, there's nothing that would prevent a Christian from celebrating Halloween. It's just a, it's a time of fun. It's a time of, it's a and, and even, even the, the darker side of it is you can always kind of, there's always a time to kind of recognize that there is a darker side sure. to everything, right? There's a, there's a, there's a light and a dark. Um, and so I've always seen it that way as, as being a time to kind of balance those light and dark Absolutely. things. Um, and the other thing is, is, you know, uh, uh, it just slipped my mind. What was it? What was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. What was it, Chris? I don't know. I failed mind reading. Damn it. it. It went away. We don't get that certification. Um, shit. Oh, well, I can't remember what it was. I might remember it when you Christianity, uh, modern day evangelicals. Yeah. I mean, it, it just really turned into, well, okay. And then, and then you also had the, I know where I was going to go with that. Gotcha. <laughs> Got it back. I got you, babe. Well done. Thanks, honey. 
Um, and then you also had at the same time, you had like the Ouija board stuff. Oh yeah. You know, where, where you can it was summon like, a demon from and, and dungeons and dragons were going, was going to was, was worshiping Satan, how you know, funny and, is that, that and all that kind of shit. How, how nowadays D and D is still just like, it's just What's a up? game. It's We're a game. Around. It's a game, you know, and anything mystical, like even things like Harry Potter, Harry right? Potter. We saw the Harry Potter stuff. We saw the Lord of the Rings stuff. All that stuff was just asinine. And yeah. And honestly, like it was hysteria. It's, it's, it's very, it's very much hysteria and it, and it has very little to do with actual Christian theology or Christian teaching. Speaking of which, uh, the uh, Bible does talk about light and dark things and thinking of, of, you know, kind of surrounding yourself with light as opposed to dark. Um, but it but also it doesn't say not to deny the dark. Yeah, it also doesn't sh- doesn't say anything about like not recognizing those things or, right. or like, kind of this you know. is a thing. And and I think one time a year to kind of celebrate the fact that there is these different things. And and honestly, you know, if you don't want to do the devil, don't do the devil. Do something else. Right. I've never dressed up as a devil. I think that's kind of it, it weirds me out a little bit. <laughs> um, but you know, do you? It's not. It do doesn't mean you? you're worshiping Satan because you're celebrating Halloween. People, get with it. Um, <laughs> but I so can see, box but done. so, so when, so when you're, when you've grown up and you've been, you've been kind of indoctrinated with this idea that anything related to Halloween is evil. Um, I can see where that would be a major issue. Right? I don't know what you would do during the month of October because there's just so many fall things. festivals, Chris, you do fall festivals no, at your church. Like just anything every church would, has a fall festival, a Halloween alternative. That's true. Which I don't know. There's just there's something about um, when you're undergoing a crisis of faith that you do have a, run an increased risk of really kind of having a phobic reaction to this specific holiday sure. and things associated with. Well, because it. it's everywhere, and so if if it's something where you could really genuinely believe that this this is like an evil holiday, well, or if, if then you then you would have that. If you're someone right? too that that really feels strongly about um, the spirit side of the world, you know, it could be a very scary holiday because of the potential of inviting a inviting spirit, a inviting spirit, something or, demonic or and doing something accidentally, you know, be even kind of a lot of these movies are based on naivety. Sure. The, the Ouija board thing is yeah. part of that, right? Like the, the, the concept that if you do, if you do a Ouija board, you might conjure, you might open yourself up to conjuring right. something that is not. And I, I'm not going to say I disagree. I've never done a Ouija board. I've always felt I like sat I've, down I've at always party felt like that year and lasted about three seconds and went, no, I don't even want to even no, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. And, and, and there's certain I'm things, good. there's certain things that I don't, if you believe in the supernatural, if you believe that there is, you know, if you believe in, if you're theistic or whatever, then yeah, you don't, I don't, I'm not going to go to a spiritualist. I'm not going to go to a gypsy. I'm not going to go to, like, sorry, I can't call them gypsies anymore. Um, I'm not going to go to a, you know, somebody reading a psychic reading. You know, I just, I don't do, I don't, I don't do tarot, um, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm just, I'm not going to do it. You know, that's not on my list of like things that I'm interested in doing. Cause I really, cause, and, and it's not that I necessarily believe that they, that they will hold any spiritual power, but there is that thing in the back of my mind that goes, eh, what if? What if? You know, so same reason I get that. Yeah. I get it. You know, I get it. Same reason. Maybe I it's superstition, but same reason I don't dabble in that stuff. Like you know. I don't dabble in the dark arts. No, many no. of you may. <laughs> and your, your auras are all black. But I think, um, I think it's fun for the rest of us. It's, it's really fun to kind of play those darker roles or sluttier roles, whatever <laughs> slutty fill in the blank, <laughs> slutty fill in the blank roles. Like I'm always on the side of 
I'm, I err on the side of funny and Drew really likes me to err on the side of showing off your boobies of slutty. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, but I want to be a wacky, waitable, flailable, flailing tube man. You can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> no, I want to be a shark attack victim and the shark is eating me alive and I made it and it's eight feet tall and I can't get through doorways and help me be. <laughs> That's just really cool. But you got to have both. What you should is start out with, um, start out with the, 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 the funny costume and then reveal the slutty costume. That's the way to do maybe, it. Maybe. Best You're way to do to it. Something. Yeah. 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 I think that's Switching the way to costumes go. Costumes is definitely, mm-hmm. that's good. That's going to happen this year. So I like it. But if you suffer from this phobia, um, modern traditions like jump scares would be really tough. Like going to universal would not be. A well, thing. and that might be part of it too. So it's not always just related to like the spiritual like, side of it or spiders it or could tombstones. Be, yeah. It, it could, could be, be any of that. It could be a lot of the things that are just represented in Halloween, you know, ghosts and, and spiders and you whatever. You hate Halloween you know? because you are deathly afraid of clowns or afraid of being scared or afraid of, just of being, being, being startled. Frightened. Um, yeah. if you have post-traumatic <laughs> symptoms, Halloween could be really challenging because the startle reflex is kind of like the back pocket, you know, card that everyone plays at, at Halloween. That's the thing. The jump well, you never know what you're going to find. You know, somebody can make him to your door dressed as like an army guy or like right. a whatever. You something know, might, might trigger. <laughs> something might it, like kind of activate that um, fight or flight response, like overactivate it. So it would be really tough and, and it would be really tough to watch our two movies or our two anthologies. It would, they are very Halloween centric and they, uh, they're, they're really good. I love both of these so much. And you know, you could have done, um, we could have done Halloween. Well, John, yeah. John Carpenter's Halloween. We could have done, uh, Hocus Pocus. We could have done, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of all the movies that are set around Halloween. Terrifier set oh, around Halloween. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many movies. Ha- Halloween three season of the witch would have been great. You know, six more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. Uh, I thought about Silver doing that one. Shamrock. I actually really thought about doing that one. Cause that one's been, I really, I really do enjoy that one, even though it's, it's so maligned by so many. Um, but we could have done a lot of movies and I was like, well, what movies like to me give you the most Halloween for your buck, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I was like, well, these anthologies do, you they know, do. trick or treat and, and tales of Halloween. Cause instead of one story, you get you're getting, 10 yeah, and five. We're getting, yeah, 15 different stories in these two movies, you know, with these and anthologies they're and they're great. Done. They're really well done. And it's, Some they're a lot of fun. So let's, um, are you, are you ready to, to jump in? Let's go, let's go and talk about, uh, the more recent one, which is, uh, 2015's. Tales of Halloween. On Halloween, this town goes batshit crazy. Trick or treat. 
slightest idea what you're dealing with. Tales of Halloween. This is Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. I got that stuck in my head. Um, yeah, Tales of Halloween, 2015. It is a uh, anthology uh, with. I, I smack my lips too much. It's really bothering me. That's what it's with. That's what this anthology. This is anthology with? is about smacking my lips, and I apologize to everyone that has to listen to me smack my lips. You need some uh, I need to learn to enunciate better without smacking my lips. I think it's a nervous habit. So it's I apologize, uh, but that's not, it has nothing to do with, with tales of Halloween. I just noticed me doing it just a second ago and it bothered me. Um, <laughs> be more intentional with your lips. Matt. I'm going to work on being more intentional with my diction. Diction. Yeah. You heard that, right? <laughs> be real intentional with your diction. Go for it, honey. Uh, <laughs> so tales of Halloween is, is 10 stories from 10 different directors. Uh, basically taking place in a suburban American town, kind of like our feature presentation, mm-hmm. right? Kind of like trick or treat does, uh, does it a little bit differently though. Uh, definitely gives 10 unique, different stories from 10 different directors perspectives. And so that's really fun. Uh, I really like, like that. Yeah. They go um, quickly. Uh, one thing I will say right off the bat, we totally recommend both these movies uh, yeah, go watch them now. Tales of they Halloween. So it's fun. it's so much fun. They're, these are must watches for me around the Halloween time. And I had never time. seen it before this morning. So I know you. a lot of you guys are doing like the 31 days of horror movies and watching a horror movie a day and that kind of stuff. If Tales of Halloween and Trick or Treat are not on your list, uh, what's wrong with you? I mean, you know, get with it. They're, uh, they, these are Halloween. Halloween, they, like they are all Halloween all the time. Let us introduce you to goodness then. Mm. Go and watch those. Add them to your list immediately. Uh, and watch them before we spoil them because we spoil everything. Yep. We're going to spoil it now. So Fuck yes. we've got this. It starts out with with a DJ, with like a radio DJ. And and she's it's Adrian Barbeau, which is awesome, you know, from The Fog and uh, everything else that she's done, which is incredible. Uh, and she's kind of like it's the night of the ghouls and the, the aliens and the killers, you know, that kind of thing of doing the whole radio DJ, right. Uh, uh, creepy, you know, addition to, and she, she comes up throughout the whole, uh, anthology, right? She's not after, she doesn't talk after every single one, but like every third or fourth one, she has a little, a little mini monologue, right. Where she's kind of weaving in and out of these stories as the commentator. Um, and, so we have these, these, we have her kicking it off and then we dive into like our first, our first feature. Um, by the way, this was, um, produced by, uh, Axel Carolyn and Mark Mendez, I believe. Um, you'll recognize Axel Caroline from, uh, she was the, uh, uh, creator of, or director creator. I think she's creator of, of Sabrina, uh, the, okay. the new Sabrina series that's on, uh, Netflix. Yeah. Um, she, so she's, she's awesome. She's done some really cool, really cool shit. Uh, and then Mike Mendez, I'm sorry, Mark Mendez has done, let me see what I put him down for. He did. Oh, I didn't write down what he did. He's done a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's been involved in a lot of cool things. Um, I just heard him interviewed on 
Mick Garrison's podcast that I listen to. Mickle Garrison? Mickle, Mickle Garrison's podcast, who, by the way, also makes a cameo in Tales of Halloween. Yeah, in the 10th episode, right? Uh, no, actually one of the earlier ones, like the third one. Oh, that's right. Um, so we start off with one of my favorites, and, and I'm not going to recap every single one of them because – and I did write down notes on every one of them, but I don't – I think just for the sake of time and and you guys can all be surprised when you watch them so you don't know all of them if you haven't seen them. We'll just do some highlights. Uh, but the first one is one of my favorites. Sweet Tooth? For sure. And I think it's it's a great – I would love to see a feature that was – spun off of this just called sweet tooth. I think it would be a great character, like a fun fucking creepy He's ass like the, Halloween character. The Krampus of Hollow's Eve. Yeah. So the concept is, um, we've got, we've got this kid, Mikey, right? And he's chowing down on his candy and his and baby. likes it. Hey, Mikey likes it. And his babysitter and her douchebag boyfriend, um, tell him this story of this, this, this kid, uh, is it Timmy? It doesn't matter. That's his name? Something like that. Timmy Blake, I think is his name, who, you know, 50 years ago or 30 years ago or whatever. Um, actually, it kind of looked like it was back in the 80s. Uh, the kid loved to trick or treat. Um, but it, when he would bring his candy home, his parents wouldn't let him eat any of it. Those and they would bastards. just they would just send him to bed. They'd send him to bed and they would just gorge on his and then chocolate. They would, then they would go into this, this gluttonous candy orgy where they just eat all of his candy and like do some banging. And eat some more candy until it was all gone. Mm, that's um, so sad. And so this inspires you to say, you know what? Fuck them up, Timmy. Like fuck them up, Tim. Fuck them up. Go take Tim-a. them. Take them out. Tim-a. 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 I hope it's Timmy. <laughs> I wrote down no, Timmy, it's but Timmy. I, don't I wrote Timmy. Oh, you wrote Timmy, Timmy too. Um, I said I said they got all sexy and sweet, and little Timmy didn't approve. <laughs> That could just be generic Timmy though. Cause it's like kind of the word that, you, you know, that's that true. Like, little, like, little, Tommy, little Timmy, little Johnny, little Billy. Um, so when they're passed out, uh, you know, Timmy goes a little bat shit on him and he kills his parents with a meat cleaver Dude. Uh, and then starts eating all the candy. And then once he runs out of candy, he realizes there's more candy in their bellies. So he opens them up, cuts open their bellies and because eats all the candy out of their bellies as well. Because M&Ms don't melt love. in your body cavity. <laughs> Uh, he's probably just, they scoo- melt in he's, your just mouth. he's just scooping it out. They melt in your mouth, not in your body cavity. Mm. So of course, then we flash back forward again to Mikey and the babysitter and, 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 and douchebag doing the same thing. Douchebag, uh, uh, boyfriend they binged on candy. And so he's told them that, that what happens was that now every, every single Halloween, if you don't leave some candy out for sweet tooth, who is little Timmy? Uh, then he will fuck your world. He's up. gonna he's gonna kill you and you know everybody around you. So little Mikey goes to bed and he wakes up to his babysitter and her boyfriend had eaten all of his candy and Sweet Tooth had come and disemboweled them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're laying on the couch all disemboweled. Really interesting kills. Um, and then uh, oh. Yeah, and then his parents come home, mm-hmm. and he's just standing there going, "I didn't do it. They ate all my candy, and that was it. That was badass. Uh, no, you forgot the part where he left a candy bar out for Sweet Tooth. Oh, he so did Sweet when he went to bed. Up and grabbed it when he went to bed. He left his candy bar so out, so Tooth. he was protected. Yeah. While the other two ate all of the rest of his candy, but and, now and sister was like, you know, oh, we're gonna have to go buy him some more candy. You know, like, now he's in jail for a felony. 
you got really distracted there with that. There's a mosquito probably eating eating me. That just fed on me. Um, I just killed one in the shower earlier. What the fuck? That was like this big. That was like this big. It was so huge. It was crazy. Sorry. It looked like a like it had like caught a plane from Florida. Speaking of blood sucking vampires. Jeez. <laughs> also, uh cameo from Car- Caroline Williams um plays Mrs. Blake, the 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 mom of the original, you know, kid, original mm-hmm. sweet tooth who eats all the candy and goes into her candy orgy. Um which I would watch her do a candy orgy any day. Ew. Um she's like pushing 7. She's like in her 60s, I'm pretty sure. Um and she like is on her Instagram, like posing naked all the time. Good and I her. approve because she is still smoking hot. Yeah, man. Um, she was in Texas it. Chainsaw Massacre too. She's awesome. She's been in a lot of shit. Um, so Caroline Williams has a cameo in that one. Uh, then we go to story number two, which is the night Billy raised hell, which was directed by uh, saw two and three director and also repo uh, the genetic opera, which is a really fun movie. My favorite, uh, I think tale of Halloween What's that? Was this one, The Night Billy Ray. Oh, this film. is your favorite one? I, I this feel one's like pretty cool. It's really fun. I really like this one too. And it, uh, it's so, so basically these, these, I wasn't going to totally recap this one, but um, did I just call Siri? Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Huh? Could you please repeat what you said? Shut up, Siri. I didn't talk to you, Siri. Go away. Okay. <laughs> Good, bitch. Aw. I don't like Siri. She's always popping up when she's not supposed to. Sticking her nose where it doesn't belong. I don't like it. She doesn't have a nose. You don't know that. I don't know. Um, so anyways, this kid's this kid, uh, 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 Billy. I love these. We got these great names. Billy, Timmy, Mikey. Um, Billy is, is basically being introduced to like tricks from his sister. Again, sister's like friend or boyfriend or something. And he's going to go trick, play a trick on this guy's house who never puts out candy. And he goes up to the door. I think he's going to egg it or something. And uh, this the the owner of the house, Mister Abaddon, comes out and grabs the 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 uh, egg and like plants it in the back of the head of the of the boyfriend. Bless <laughs> you. Ooh, we got all kinds of fun inter- interruptions. Um. So, <laughs> so then this guy takes Billy inside and says, "I'm going to teach you how to really play a trick," you know. And then we see Mr. Abaddon and, and Billy's dressed up like a devil and Mr. Abaddon and this little devil and they go around town doing some fucked up shit. Well, and Mr. Abaddon has, you know, devil's horns too. And he's like this sultry, smooth, like talking. Yeah. Yeah. You get the sense that he is the devil. Right. That's, that's what you get. And I think they they show it at the end kind of that he is the devil. So they do some evil um, shit. They call him Mordecai. They stab a, a lame dentist in the nards. Oh, sorry. Mordecai was the, sorry, never mind. Mr. Abaddon is the devil. Mm. So they stab a dentist in the leg. In the, yeah. I thought it was in the nards. Oh, maybe it was in the nards. I, I don't know. know. Um, <laughs> could have been in the nards. Let's say it's in the it nards. It was probably in the nards. Let's say it's in the nards. Yeah. You know, that's a lot more fun of a scene to get yeah. stabbed in the nards. In the nards. But the dentist was giving out toothbrushes. So fuck him. Like, you know, yeah. he had it coming. Yes, for it. I'm sorry, but anybody who's like, giving out fruit or or toothbrushes, go fuck yourself. I mean, I get it. But no, like, I don't get it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> don't even don't even try to okay, defend okay. to defend that. Okay, if you're giving out packets of raisins, Salads. if you're giving out 
salads? Mini salads? People give out mini salads? No, I don't think so. I mean, I would trick or treat for that now because I I need those. Um, (laughs) That's the adult trick or one for you and one that is gluten-free, cholesterol-friendly for you. Uh, Yeah. No. If you're giving out any of that shit, toothbrushes, raisins, um, what else? What else we got there? Peanut candies, uh, like the, the the circus peanut actual circus peanuts. Candies. I'm sure some people like circus peanuts, but yeah, I mean, you know, you, you know what it is. At least that's candy. Those are all made in like 1920. They just um, keep recirculating. You know, you're a dick. So anyway, so Billy starts. The devil's taking him around. And they're playing pranks on on uh, on all these people, and they're doing some gnarly shit. Lots they're lighting. Of they're lighting shit on fire. Lots of graffiti. Um uh, and and do some very damaging stuff and, and, and hurt some people. They shit in a bag and then lit it on fire and then put the shit bag on fire in a bear trap. Oh, in a bear trap. Yeah. So when you stamp out the fire, you got the bear trap. So then you're that's a good trick. trapped in a bear trap on fire covered in shit. That's a good trap. It's a good trick. <laughs> it's a good trap. The trap is a good that's trick. terrible. So anyways, what we find out in the end, we, 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 we find we get, out Billy's mom is hot. Oh, we knew that too. Billy's mom always <laughs> dresses like a slut for Halloween. Um, uh, which good on her. That's, yeah, that's I what mean, you're supposed to do. That do is, that is the, that Tradition. is the protocol. Um, I'm a traditional, I'm a traditionalist. The, I want to see the SOP for that. <laughs> so Mr. Abaddon, the devil takes Billy and he takes him back home to the house and they walk inside the door. And then we see the real Billy is chained up, strapped up against the chair. So it wasn't him that was doing all of these things. It was Satan and his son. It was Mordecai, this little demon guy that he had that was, that was uh, doing all the, the tricking. And they, and the kid's like, I thought you were going to teach me how to do tricks. And he's like, I, you know, I just, I just did. And then Uh they sent him, they sent him home and the cops are waiting for him, obviously, because they don't just just send him home. He creepy licks his lip talking about how his, how when he goes off to prison, Say, his mom's going to be super lonely. His lick, mom's going to be all lonely. <laughs> I'd like to lick her fava beans with so, a nice Chianti. Fun fact in that one. Uh, the devil was played by um, Brian. Was it Brian? Is it Brian? Uh, Barry. Barry Bostwick. Barry Bostwick, who uh, was in Rocky Horror Picture Show oh. um, and also in Seinfeld and a bunch of other uh, cool things. So... Uh, that was fun. Um, we'll skip a couple of these here. Um, we got uh, the next one. It was called uh, was called Trick um, by Adam Garish, who uh, did the Night of the Demons 2009 remake, which was which was fun. Um, that one was really interesting. The end of that one is is a twist where you find out that the people are like fucking psychopaths. Um, after these kids, these kids are like all fucking attacking them, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, why are these kids? attacking these people. And then at the end you realize they have been like torturing and killing children. Uh, so that would actually, that would actually always stuck out in my head of all of, of these for some reason. I don't know why. Um, so I do like that one. It's really good. Um, next one's called the Weak and the wicked, uh, by Paul Soleil, who did, uh, was the director of grace, which, um, was about a baby who was born that, that needed blood. It was like a little vampire baby. It, it was like, uh, I've never, I've never seen it, but it's on my list of, of, of ones that I've heard is really good. Um, and we won't even go over that one. Let's see. Let's go down here a little bit. Basically all of them are pretty, are pretty, pretty fucking good. Um, I like ding dong because it's like this wife can't have children. Oh yeah. Is she a monster or not a monster? 
and every Halloween. I don't think she's like, a real monster. I think I he's think just it's in him. I think it's just yeah. in him that he's seeing it because she's an abuser and a well, giant she fucking bitch. Domestically abuses the shit out of him. Like it is disturbing. And she wants a baby, but she's not getting pregnant. Um, she and goes so, right so, off the fucking and then, deep end. And then Halloween, every Halloween, she's seen all these kids, and and she just is like, you know, plays this like Hansel and Gretel kind of game with the kids. And this little kid comes who's by himself, and you can tell she's gonna like kidnap the kid. Yeah, she's gonna fucking. And the husband's like, him. no, 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 no. Where's the mom? Mom, uh, over hey, here. Hey. Kids over here. Come get him. Um, and then after that, she's like, what the what the hell? Like, you know, like getting pissed off at him again. And he tells her that he get that he's gotten a vasectomy. Oh. Boom. And she's like, what the fuck? Cause we've been trying to have kids. Um, and he's like, I no, no, I don't want to have a child. With and then you. she ends up no putting him in the oven with you. Hansel and Gretel style. I know that was a she good shoves one him in the oven. It was a good one. Um, so yeah, again, a lot of these are really fucking cool. The Friday, the 31st one that, that Mark one Mendez so did fun, with dude. the little mini alien, oh the little alien pumpkin the guy. Alien pumpkin guy is my favorite. I want a little, I want one of those. I can little, paint a little him statue. on a pumpkin. That would this be cool. Year if you want. <laughs> Uh, and then we end with um, we end with this killer pumpkin one, which the was bad fun. seed. Yeah, so we find out that this um, this killer pumpkin has been uh, kills genetically modified genetically pumpkin. modified by by a company called Clover Corp. It's very uh, Halloween three yes, season so of the witch. Much. We've got these. We we find out that this company has created all of these this whole mass huge warehouse full of killer pumpkins. Um, and there's so many nods to John Carpenter in this, in this episode too. Um, Halloween, this, the, like the very Halloween sounding, uh, sound, the music. Yeah. There's music. There's John Carpenter, like esque music playing. You can totally get that Halloween vibe. Um, point of the story, tales of Halloween, super, super fucking fun. Um, also there's look for like cameos in this. Cause there's cameos from John Landis. Actually, John Landis actually has a big part. Um, Joe Dante, Mickle Garris, Adam Green, Mickle Garrison, <laughs> Mick Garris, um, Rebecca McKendry. If you listen to the Shockwaves podcast, she has a part in this. Um, Carolyn Williams that we already talked about, Barry Bostwick, Dana Gould, um, who was uh, the creator of Stand Against Evil, the the uh, comedian who's yeah. was in all kinds of stuff. He was in this. He was a Saturday, Saturday Night Live writer um, yeah. as well. Um, Felissa Rose has a cameo. Mangled from Dick expert Felissa Rose. Mangled Dick expert Felissa Rose um, has a cameo as well. Um, Lynn Shay is in it. Um, uh, Barbara Crampton is in it. Stuart Gordon from the reanimator uh, director and all those movies. Um, so lots of cool cameos in this too, which make it even more fun. I love that shit. When you see people in the background or you see people just randomly, um, it was a good time. Really, really fun stuff. It's like a, like a horror robot chicken. It's like a it great, keeps, it, it is. A horror, yeah, it's good. Really? Like, like as soon as you get into it, like it changes again. Yeah. It moves to a new one. They're yeah. quick. So it's only like an hour and a half long, but there's 10 episodes right. or 10, whatever. So, and they're all great little shorts. They're just so much fun. Uh, check it out. It's available streaming on a lot of platforms too. So mm-hmm. like if you have Roku and stuff, if you look it up, it's, it's available. I think for it was free. Amazon. Voodoo had it for free. Mm-hmm. I think it was Tubi actually. Rent I think it, for, it was Tubi and and Amazon both had it for free. Rent it for free, you cheap fucks. Yeah, or like, rent it for two ninety nine. Um, lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Let's move on to another Halloween anthology, the king of all, I believe, Halloween anthologies. Uh, my favorite, and I think it's become a cult classic that is just going to be that's going to last forever. And oh if yeah. You, and if you walk into Spirit Halloween, um, you can see that that it's become it's got a, a main, little bit of an. It's become a fucking mainstream, like successful, 
franchise, mm-hmm. uh, which is super cool. I'm glad it has. People know me. Um, people know Sam. Um, so let's talk about 2007's Trick or Treat, our feature presentation. And now our feature presentation. This is the one night. Don't forget your costume. All sorts of things. Roam free. The Halloween school bus massacre. Feature presentation today, trick or treat. Super excited about covering this one. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Or treat. Directed, 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 directed and written by Michael Doherty, uh, who also directed Krampus. Krampus? The most recent Krampus movie of 2015. Um, And the new Godzilla movie that just came out. He did that big budget uh, Godzilla movie. Oh, it's Godzilla. Uh, That was super racist. No, that was from Godzilla. <laughs> Masking your racism with realism. No, but like, <laughs> it's definitely a quote in Godzilla. <laughs> quote. The direct quote. Uh, interesting about this movie that I did not know um, until I got the DVD, uh, not the Blu-ray, because I found the DVD uh, cheaper and picked it up. So I don't have an extensive Blu-ray collection because I real I still really struggle paying like 40 bucks for like a box set or yeah. like a, a, a steel book or whatever. Um, but they have uh, the, the short film that he created the movie from uh, called Seasons Greetings. So he created this short film that was animated uh, called Season Gre- Seasons Greetings where we meet Sam. Uh, and he goes through and talks about the process and how he created it. And it's just this cool little short film with this little, this little Sam cruising around, uh, which was the basis for the movie, you it's know, where his character drawn, from the movie hand drawn and colored. Yeah. Too. Colored with, with and he actually colored with marker, marker, which I thought was really interesting too. Fascinating. 
uh, and it's a it's a fun little flick. So if you get a chance to check it out, I'm sure it's on YouTube or or if you have the DVD, go on the special features and it'll be there. Uh, but let me give a quick synopsis of this fun little festive Halloween flick. Um, a creepy, darkly comic celebration of the scariest night of the year from director Michael Doherty. Trick or Treat takes the, the creep show Tales from the Crypt approach to nefarious new depths with four interwoven tales set on Halloween night. A high school principal moonlights as a vicious serial killer. The quest of a young virgin for that special someone takes a gruesome turn. A group of teens carries out a cruel prank with disastrous consequences. And a cantankerous old man battles a mischievous trick-or-treating demon. Some good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, I would actually argue that there's five tales, because if you include the intro and the, and the end where you have the story of the, the couple, That's but true. I guess it's not quite as like interwoven. It's kind of, it's kind of, the, it's kind of the bookends, I guess. Yeah. Um, some pretty uh, pretty good named, big, fairly big named cast members in this. Um, Dylan Baker, who plays Mr. Wilkins, the principal, that guy's been in a shit ton of stuff. Um, character actor that's done tons of movies, tons of TV, uh, really recognizable. Um, you would you would definitely recognize him right away if you saw him. Uh, uh, Anna Paquin, of course, of is pro- course. probably the biggest like name, um, like modern star name, I guess. Uh, she plays Lori, uh, and she did you know you know. She won an an Oscar at 11 years old. Uh, No. Yeah. Anna Paquin won an Oscar at 11 years old for best supporting actress um, in the piano. Oh, that's, that's neat. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. She was, uh, she, I mean, I think this is her, she knocked that Oscar. She knocked that Oscar shit out super early. Yeah. Right. Um, And of course she was uh, Suki, Suki, Suki Stackhouse. Oh, I love it when you talk about that. Suki. Suki. I'm all Suki in my pants. That was, that's a sookie sookie. Sookie soggy. Sookie soggy. Sookie soggy. Sookie soggy. Sookie soggy. In True Blood. Um, she was Sookie Stackhouse. Uh, and then she was Rogue in the X-Men movies mm-hmm. as well. So she's done a lot of cool shit. Um, Brian Cox, who played Mr. Krieg, um, which was the next door neighbor to the principal in the in the in the movie, uh, he's been in tons of dramatic roles. Did a lot of like he's done like any Irish or Scottish movie he's always in. Um, but he was also the dad in my favorite baseball movie, uh, The Rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Dennis Quaid's dad. He played um, uh, Jimmy Morris Senior in that movie. And then Leslie Bibb, uh, who played Emma, the 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 chick in the beginning and the end. Um, she's been in the league. She's been in a lot of cool comedy yeah, she stuff. She's a great, she's a great, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Improv, like improv type show person. She's really, also in Talladega Nights as well. I really enjoyed her role in, uh, the league as the girlfriend who really likes to put a finger up her boyfriend. Uh, Mark Duplass's butt. Yeah. Up, yeah. Up she, she, butt. Hey, you know what? Every now and then you just gotta sneak a little finger back there. There's nothing wrong with that. <sighs> You know, there's nothing wrong with just taking a finger every now and then just to spice things up a little bit, you know, <sighs> You're too not far. a problem. <laughs> just, just deal with it, boys. Stop being, stop being 
so close. I mean, off. especially if she's that hot, I kind of have to agree. Yeah, dude. Like, come just, on, deal with it. It's okay. You'll be okay, pumpkin. So basically, I feel like we're looking at five stories, is the way I put it. So, and they all take place in the uh, fictional town of what was the fictional town's name? Dairy, Maine. Not Dairy, Maine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Warren Valley, Ohio the fictional town of Warren Valley, Ohio. So all of these interwoven tales are all in this one town. Um, and we've got, we start out with Emma, uh, Leslie Bibb, uh, a finger butthole. We'll call her. Um, we don't want to call her that. <laughs> and her husband, you'd have to see the league episode to get that exactly. reference, but um, coming back from a costume party and husband goes upstairs and she's a sex robot. Sex robot. You think she's a sex robot? Sex robot. Sex robot. I want to be that for Halloween so bad. Was that from Kids in the Hall? Kids in the Hall. That was a Kids in the Hall sketch, huh? Yeah. Sex robot. Sex robot. No, I have to look at it. I'm pretty sure it was uh, a Kids in the Hall skit. But I really want. Or the guys from Kids in the Hall. I'm pretty positive. You wanted to be sex robot for Halloween. I I was going to do that last year. Wasn't it last year we talked about that? Um, we are really getting sidetracked by keep going. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'll keep going. Um, so her husband, it's the whitest kids, you know, Oh, the whitest kids, you know, that's right. Okay. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, they come back. Um, husband is definitely more, uh, into Halloween than she is. Cause she's like, I want to get all these fucking decorations out of here. Let's get them cleaned up, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I just want to go bone. And she's like, ah. and then she's like, go well, go, go upstairs and put on the tape. So he goes upstairs and puts on some porn and, passes uh, and pass and lays down on the bed and Emma's cleaning up the decorations. Well, uh, Sam across the street, we we're, we're introduced. We don't, we don't see him yet in the beginning. Um, but all that we know is that Emma, dis- Emma doesn't come to bed. She doesn't come up and, 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 you know, bow chicka bow bow with her husband. Brown chicken. Brown Cause he, cow? he wakes up and he's like, where the fuck is Emma? And he's got like, he's got like some leather gip mask or something on his face. I didn't notice <laughs> and he that. tosses it to the side, some leather, something and comes downstairs and looks for, her, can't find her, can't find her. And then picks up one of the sheets of one of their decorations. And she's skewered on top of a cross with her head and like something shoved in her mouth. And it's all gnarly. So that's where we start the movie. That's our kickoff. Um, and then we meet the this principal. local boy. Oh, this, this uh, young boy who he's a little, he's a chunky little kid, same kid from bad Santa and uh, Sandlot too, actually. Um, and he's knocking pumpkins off and he's, breaking yeah, shit. It's not that you made it about him being chubby. It's not that he's chubby. It's that he's a shit starter. Oh, come Doesn't on. Matter. He's got that like chubby. I'm going to, I'm going to eat all the candy. It's, impl- it's implying that he's kind of glutton, recklessly gluttonous. Yes. That he's the shove all the candy in my mouth kid. Um, but he's also stealing candy from other kids exactly. and he's, and he's busting pumpkins up and all that shit. So he's he, sure. and he gets to, um, Mr. Wilkins house. Who's the local principal. And Mr. Mr. Wilkins has, Wilkins. Mr. Wilkins has one of the, like Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, has one of those bowls that says, you know, take one. And of course our, 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 our kid, you know, grabs a handfuls and starts filling up his bag and Mr. Wilkins, Mr. Wilkins uh, catches him. Right. So they sit down it looks like they're going to have like a heart to heart. Yeah. And you know, he gives like an episode of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Gives him some candy. Here you go, buddy. Here you go, bud. You know, have some candy. It's cool. You know, it's not good for your diabetes. And then this kid wants a root beer. 
and he starts puking, vomiting, like violently, violently vomiting. It's pretty bad. Um, he has been poisoned by Mr. Wilkins, the principal, um, who then drags his body into the house um, where we see that he has laced these candies with cyanide. Um, and that's terrifying. Yeah. And then he drags his body out to the backyard where he, where he already has a grave with other kids in it, or at least one other kid. Um, and well, he's the principal. He was trying to make his school a better place. His yeah, he's, job he's getting, he's getting rid, getting rid of all the little Ugh, pricks. What a prick. Um, and he decapitates the kid and tosses the body in and we find out he has a son dad, you know, when are you going to, you know, and we says, we'll go watch Charlie Brown and Charlie Brown's a dick or something like that. Charlie Brown's an asshole. Oh, Charlie Brown's an asshole is what the kid says. Um, you know, when are we going to carve? That's what he wanted to carve pumpkins. When are we going to carve the pumpkin? When are we going to carve? You say the pumpkins? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. When are we going to carve the pumpkins? So then later on, we find out Mr. Wilkins, you know, we think Mr. Wilkins is going to go kill his son. Cause he's like getting all like, he's like, kind of all like yeah. gets, you know, all pissed off. What? Like a parent who's annoyed by a child that keeps fucking asking them every two seconds. Well, it turns out serial killing is the family business because what? he brings downstairs and we think they're going to carve the pumpkin. And then we also think he's going to stab his son in the head and he goes down and like the knife hits and we realize it's, it's the boy's head. So they're actually carving up the boy's head for Halloween, not a pumpkin. Uh, fun, good, good-hearted, fun story. Fun, interesting <laughs> fact. Uh, this is actually kind of one of the few horror movies that decided to actually show the death of a child. Not like, a child's alive, look away, a child's dead. Like, actually yeah, show which is one a of child the dying. Fucking great things about it. It's 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 got it's enough old. gore. It's got some good gore. It it takes everything a little bit farther than it should than it should, which is which is great. So then we have we're introduced to Bitchy Girl and her friends. Oh my gosh, I hate her so much. Um, they're going around and collecting all these pumpkins, and, and they're, they're making up they're making up some. Yeah, she's some, dressed as an angel, which that's irony at its best. She's not an angel, but you know she's saying, she's oh. a she's a what what do you call it? Uh, uh, capital C U N T. Oh yeah, she's a she's a Cody, spelled with a C U N T. Oh, but a bad Cody, not a good Cody. No, a bad Cody. That's why I said um, spelled with a C U N T. But she is not a nice human being, and she's lying and being manipulative. And so she's got like this. Her. She's got a crew that she's cruising around with, and they get all these pumpkins and stuff. And then she goes and picks up this girl Rhonda, and Rhonda Poor is Rhonda. She is a she's a, she's autistic. She's on the spectrum for sure. Um, but she's carved all these, but she's smart as shit and she's artistic and she's interesting. And and she's very caring too. Yeah, absolutely. She's super, super cool. Um, and she's all dressed up for Halloween. Basically this bitch is a bitch for treating Rhonda the way that she absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So then we, we get this story, right? We're walking and, 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 and little bitch girl, uh, starts telling the story of these kids from, Halloween past. And they were, they were special kids who were, they all had issues. They were all mentally, uh, uh, handicapped in some way or on the spectrum or whatever, or had criminal histories or tendencies or behavior problems. I didn't even get that. Where'd you get that? I did because he was talking about how the community was, um, was so, kind of put off by them that they bust them on a special bus. I don't think it had to do with criminal. I think it was just that they were a bunch of 
meanies who didn't like the the handicapped kids. Why were they all chained up then? Because he wanted to keep them in the bus so that they could drown and they wouldn't oh, be able to get out. Maybe he not. chained them to their seat. He put the chains on. The bus driver did. Gotcha. So, anyways, he tells the story of this bus driver who's got these kids. And the kids, the parents of these kids basically want to get rid of them. And they want this bus driver to do it for Which them. Which is terrible. They pay him to do it. And he chains them into the bus. And they're all wearing their Halloween mask. He gives them some candy. And then he's going to drive the bus off the cliff and jump out uh, to save himself and just let the kids die. in the, in the, Oh, in a rock quarry. In off a cliff into a, big, into a big rock quarry. And they're going to sink down and die. Um. Well, things don't go quite as planned. Bus driver ends up getting uh, thrown into the quarry with the kids on the bus, but he survives. He survives, and they all die. Mm. So, flashback to that was a really hard scene to watch. And when the boys were watching it, they were so disturbed that someone would even think about hurting someone with special needs. Like they were, they were so pissed off. About oh yeah. That. They were like, they were I not cannot believe that <laughs> anyone would do that to someone. It's because so. we raised our children. Right. <laughs> yeah. What, what happened to us? So the, the, uh, so then we flash back to the, to the, this group of kids and they're going to go put the whole point is they're going to go put pumpkins out onto the water at the quarry. This is what they tell Rhonda to kind of sacrifice these pumpkins to the, the kids. So that, as like an homage, as like a, as like an honor in honor of them or to make sure they don't, you know, hurt them or whatever. Um, and then Rhonda gives us a really based on our phobia. She gives us a really good description of a quick description of what Samhain is all, is all about. And she's also the one that corrected us on That's how right. the, on, on the pronunciation we were like wait that's right that's how it's supposed to be pronounced i was like that was spelled way different than what she said yeah so she gives us this great recap you must really like halloween you mean Samhain? what Samhain, also known as all hallows eve also known as halloween predating christianity the celtic holiday was celebrated on the one night between autumn and winter when the barrier between the living and the dead was thinnest and often involved rituals that included human sacrifice I like your eye patch. I like your eye patch. That's how she ends it. <laughs> I love her. She's so sweet. And <laughs> so, so then a bunch of the kids go down to the quarry first. It's just weird, creepy elevator, which I don't know that that should just be accessed by anybody. It seems well, and I dangerous, don't know if it's but... abandoned, why it would still be working like in terms of right. electricity, but whatever. Yeah, so they go um, they go down and they basically play this trick on her where she comes down and thinks that the, the, the evil kids have come up to, to kill her and Rhonda gets all freaked out and scared and realizes it's all a big prank at the end. Fucking assholes, you know, so, so mean. mean. Well. And everyone was in on it except for her. Everyone was everyone. in on it but her because they were just playing the trick on the, on, the, on the poor girl that's on the spectrum. Um, super fucked up and not nice. Don't do shit like that. Be nice to people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but not long after that, of course, the actual dead kids uh, crawl Shut out of up. the water and start going after all the other kids. And the autistic girl or Rhonda is, is in the elevator and she has the key and she doesn't let them in and nope. goes, bye-bye and starts going up the elevator and the kids get left and down at the bottom. Them. Just watches them go. So go Rhonda. And then we see justice little, is served. We see little mischievous Sam who 
um, is kind of based on a deity, uh, the deity of Samhain that we saw late in the first century. Samhain. So, fuck. Samhain. Um, by the Irish Bishop Cormac McCulliaman in the book Cormac's Narrative. Ooh, he talked about interesting. about the idea of Samhain as an actual deity of Halloween. Interesting. Um, and we see Sam pop up like every time all over the place. He's right? kind so of the demonic enforcer. Yeah. He's the enforcer. He's the thing that kind of, uh, you know, he, he pops up at various different times, very mischievous and kind of just in the background or, or just hanging out, you know, with his little sucker and his, and his little Halloween, you know, get up and his burlap head. He reminds me of a sour patch kid. Yeah. Right. First the sweet. Then the sour, so much. However, it goes. Um, so then we flash to our next story, which is the hot chick story, which which had been and kind of, I think, had hot chicks. Mixed, and some sorry. of these stories, sorry, some of these stories had weaved in and out um, throughout. They're not just like all right. at once. They kind of a little bit of this story, then a little bit of that story. Um, but the hot chick story is with Anna Paquin because um, she's a hot chick, so that uh, works. Um, <laughs> And we start with them all getting dressed in their prerequisite, you know, slutty fill in the blank costumes. Yeah. This one, it was slutty, uh, fairy, fairy tale characters. Yeah. It was like a little red riding hood and Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland. And, and so they're all, you know, getting dressed in their little costumes and we're led to believe that Anna Paquin is a virgin. Um, and so they set out to find, they're all setting out to find dudes, you know, to hang out with for the night and bang or whatever. Or so we think. we think. Yeah. And so we cut later, uh, later and they're trying to get Anna Paquin's character to find a, a dude. And she's just having the hardest time finding a guy and they all go out to the forest and they're throwing this big old party. Um, and Anna Paquin isn't there yet. She's trying to find a guy on her own and bring him to this party. Um, and she hasn't shown up yet. Um, and we, then we see her getting attacked by a masked, man who we think might be a vampire because he's got vampire teeth and yeah. he's biting biting Convincing. into people um and then all of a sudden we see that mast we, we see her getting attacked and then all of a sudden we see a body the red riding hood cloak get dropped out of a tree and we think you know anna paquin's been like, oh shit been killed right well they go over and it's the vampire guy and they take the mask off and the teeth out and it's actually the principal damn so the principal has been going around and we figure out that he's like this, he's this, this serial killer that's just been going around, you know, killing people. Well, he fucked with the wrong person clearly. Um, and he's messed up. Um, he's fallen out of the tree. Um, he has broken his leg (gasps) through the skin, which brings us to our favorite clip. It's unnecessary. Chris's compound fractures. It's so unnecessary. Oh, it's There's perfect. No it's so good. reason we needed to put that in there. Okay. So we see his leg broken and then we see him like freaking out. Like what the hell is going he, on? He looks around and all of the other men are dead. Start seeing other men. Yeah. The other men dead. And then all we see is just like a sea of like lots of titties. Um, but then werewolf, they peel their skin off, Which? like peel it off in a really cool scene. Actually, they like peel it off. Like just like like they're like they're I taking love, off like a like no it's like they're I bet clothing. it feels like they're like when you rip off your underwire bra after a long day and you just it's oh, like, oh ah. thank and God, they all turn into these God. like badass werewolves which um, did you know the full blown werewolves did you know the same company that created the werewolves 
also created the Lycans from Underworld series. Really? Yeah. That's oh, and, they oh kinda... in, the, in this movie? Yeah. Interesting. I like yeah, it. That's why they look similar. So that's that was a, a cool scene. I love that one. Um, and then we get to our final story, which is our story of our next door neighbor, right? He lives next door to the serial killer. We were introduced or to him. Did. We were introduced to him in the serial killer little scenes, Vignettes. right? In the beginning, um, briefly. But he's like this crotchety, he's Mr. Krieg. He's a crotchety asshole. Definitely not a fan of Halloween. Um, you know, has his dog chase kids away, steals their candy. Everything that's on TV when he's in there sitting in his lazy boy about Halloween is pissing him off. Um, the guy just does not like the holiday. And he's just a just a crotchety old dick, you know. Um, and we see that that he's, you know, we, we go out and he goes out in the backyard because he hears a noise. And we see Mr. Wilkins is burying the bodies, so, which is a crossover from the scene we see in the middle. Because all these, they everything just, everything just really intertwines. Fun. It's really fun in the way they do it. So they make it all kind of interweave together. Um, but he hears another noise and he runs out front and his whole front yard is full of pumpkins. The pumpkins that Rhonda carved. You think they're from Rhonda? So I didn't, I didn't get that. I think just Sam just set up maybe a bunch of pumpkins. Um, I kind of, I, I thought that a little bit too. Cause, cause I she had a bunch Sam of, just of, moved them. I think, I think Sam just made them show up, but it could have been that makes for sense, sure. Though. Um, but his whole yard is covered either way. His whole yard's covered in pumpkins. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And then Sam comes and pays him a visit. So the final like, like segment or the final story is really Sam versus Mr. Krieg, um, in a death match cage match to the death. No, it was badass. And did you know that, um, for the stunts, because really the, the actor primarily for Sam was seven year old Quinn, um, who also showed up in the hot girl scene when they're in the costume store. He was the, the peeping Tom monkey that was looking through the oh, little thing. Oh, that's funny. That was the same. One of the Sam, kids? That was Sam. That was, oh, the, oh, the same actor same played both, actor played both, played both, played both roles. The director liked him so much when they filmed that first part that they made him Sam. Um, now when he had a lot of like, Sam had a lot of, um, like stunts and stuff. They actually brought in a four foot six, 90 pound gymnast that stunt doubled as Sam for the more rigorous. I figured they probably in, did in the end, yeah. especially. Yeah. Cause there was, there was a lot of jumping and bouncing around and yeah. stuff. Um, but Sam's just going at him, you know, just going after Mr. Krieg and Mr. Krieg pushes him down the stairs and, and we find you know, out jumps on his head and starts beating the crap out of him. We and, find out Mr. Krieg was the bus driver. Well, so yeah. So in the end we realized, well, that's after he, he, he took Sam's mask off. Um, and we reveal Sam's face underneath his burlap sack, which is basically like this pumpkin, creepy, pumpkin creepy head. crushed pumpkin head. Um, and you know, he's, he's kind of just, I love the way they kind of integrate all these like Halloween tropes too. like just, just this candy all over the floor. And there's all this, this like Halloween stuff kind of going on, uh, while he's beating up on, on Mr. Krieg. Um, but yeah, in the end we find out, uh, Sam doesn't kill him. Um, he leaves him alone. Uh, but we do find out that, that Mr. Krieg is the bus driver that survived that had killed all those kids in the quarry. Uh, which again ties everything together. No wonder he hates Halloween so much. He's so ha Halloweenophobic. So, and after that, we see him in, in in a splint, and he's all busted up, you know. But he's giving candy out to the kids, you know, because he's got to make sure he's he, honoring. He's Sam. making sure that Sam gets taken care of. However, then we see the next kids that come to the door are all of the ghost bus kids. 
sitting outside all dripping yeah. and slimy and stuff. And, and we, and Mr. Krieg, Sam has dropped him off, you know, screams or whatever. Did you um, know, uh, in the fight scene with, um, Sam, all of the, the pumpkin guts were actually not Sam's guts were silly string and KY jelly. Uh, nice. Yeah. So no pumpkins were harmed in that scene. Well, and most of the kids trick-or-treating. So a couple of fun facts before we close it all up. Um, so most of the kids that were trick-or-treating were actually uh, midgets, yeah. little little people or vertically challenged, whatever you want to call them. Um, so there weren't actually kids because it was everything was filmed late. And, right. you know, that was just... Because it was supposed to be Halloween night. So everything right. was filmed at night or the majority of things were filmed at night. Um, as we're going through the movie, like we talked about, characters from each story are seen in the backgrounds of the other stories. Yeah. The sex so, robot girl. Shows oh yeah. Up. You see them a bunch, the husband and wife from the beginning, you see the kids pop up uh, in the various stories. Um, so it ties everything. The principal, principal, goes across stories. principal crosses stories, um, which is really cool. And I think they did a really, really great job it's so much for fun. an anthology. That's giving different stories. It ties everything in so well. Um, very, very neat how they brought it all together at the end. And, you know, during the news, they, they showed these newscasts kind of intermixed too and, and uh, of the Halloween parade that was going on in this town. And the reporter remarks that, that werewolves, zombies, and demons of every variety have descended on the normally sleepy town of Warren Valley, Ohio, uh, which, you know, forecasts the various different things that the happen ahead. during, during the, uh, the, the, these stories, um, which I thought was fun. Um, Anna Paquin's character is named Lori after Lori Strode from Halloween. Nice. Um, uh, we already mentioned that the big kid that gets killed in the beginning for the principal, um, is the kid from bad Santa mm -hmm. it, who's that kid is freaking he's hilarious and he's awesome. so funny. I wish this, I wish this movie had, had given him a little bit more time because in bad Santa, he's freaking hilarious. That kid's so funny. Um, cry little sister. The song from lost boys is playing in the background when the werewolf, when all the werewolf bitches are partying. Mm -hmm. Um, which I thought was a kind of a fun homage as well. Uh, and I actually noticed it too. I was like, I heard it. I, I, know, was like, you I, pointed know it out. I was like, Oh man, I was trying to think of where I have heard that before. Uh, what else do we got? Um, uh, there was a nod to gauge from pet cemetery when Sam cuts the Achilles tendon of Mr. Creek, which is your compound fractures for me. Achilles tendon freaking makes me so Andrew's uncomfortable. Achilles tendon. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it. That's, that's tale. That's not tales of Halloween. That's trick or treat. Trick and or treat. It has really become a cult classic. It has become a part of Halloween. Now you see Sam, uh, Sam dolls and animatronics and all that at spirit Halloween stores and at all the Halloween stuff. Um, you see, uh, you know, popcorn, I mean, a candy bowls with Sam and you see decorations and all kinds and of stuff. Sam's I, really become an icon. I bet Warner brothers is kicking themselves in the balls for dropping this one because it went to DVD. Because oh yeah. Order Brothers yeah. But it's, it's become shit it out. a huge cult classic. So, um, but guys enjoy your Halloween this week. Uh, I know we're going to, we got a party. We're going to have the kids on Halloween next week to go trick or treating. Um, we love this season and it's such a fun time for those of you who don't have sow in a phobia, um, get out and enjoy uh, the festivities and have so much fun this week um, or this weekend. This is the big party weekend normally for Halloween. Right. So it's on a Thursday, you know, get out. You might be listening to this after that weekend with a hangover. Um, you might be listening to it, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, later during next week during, during Halloween or whatever. But um, 
yeah, have fun guys. Go enjoy Halloween. It's such a fun season. I love it. Uh, it's like, it's like a whole month long party, uh, for me. So, um, until next time, I'm not sure what we're going to tackle next time, but, uh, but Feardos until next time, stay afraid, stay very afraid.